Ready? Yeah. We did so, so good. good. That was really good. Nailed it. I got fired up. I love it. I love fired up. Mom Kayla. guilt can kick the curb. Well, and it. <laughs> I I definitely suffer from mom guilt. Yeah. Um, and Jen had to take off. She had a date with her husband. But we had an amazing guest join us today, Elizabeth Porter, who is a therapist. She works primarily with people in the entertainment industry. She started Entertainment Health Services here in Nashville, and she took the time to sit down with us and share her great tools and advice and help us work through our issues, issues for Moms like us. Yeah. She's amazing and so chill that it makes both of us want to be just like her. Enjoy this episode with Elizabeth Porter. Wait, you have to tell them the things. So go find us at HowMyNameIsMomOfficial.com. Find us on... (laughs) That's not a website. HowMyNameIsMomOfficial.com. No, there's no dot com. HowMyNameIsMom.com. Yes. (laughs) There's no official. So we're official on Instagram. I'm not nailing it either. We're official on Instagram, right? Hi, my name is Mom Official on Instagram. Yes. Hi, my name is Mom Official on Facebook. Yes. Hi, my name is Mom Official on Twitter. No. No. No official. Hi, my name is Mom on YouTube. Yes. Just Google Hi, my name is Mom and we'll show up, okay? Enjoy the episode. Let's talk about Mom (laughs) Yelp. Just Google. Hi, my name is Mom. (laughs) We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Okay, we're sitting here with Elizabeth Porter, and I have to say that she's been so generous with us having to cancel one billion times. Okay, (laughs) so Elizabeth works in the mental health field, and we have some topics we've been dying to talk to her about. I have worked with Elizabeth. She's awesome. I told the girls immediately, we have to have her on the podcast. But thank you for your patience (laughs) as we actually tried to get you in here. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're good. It happens. It happens. But thankfully, she's a mom of four kids. So not only was she very good at not making me feel bad, but she gets it because mom life. Yeah. I think moms are quintessentially the best pivoters ever. That is true because you can plan for nothing. Yep. And mom grace is real. Mm-hmm. Like when you just understand another mom. Yeah. So thank you. No, for that it's gift. absolutely. So. Well, in having you in, we were realizing that there's something we've touched on many, many times, but never actually done it as a whole episode. And that is mom guilt and that mental load of motherhood, all the stuff that's going on in your brain all the time that can feel so heavy. And particularly with working moms, when you're mm-hmm. talking about the work-life balance and how much time should I be dedicating to my kids? And am I being selfish if I am taking time for myself? And just there's so much guilt and self-shame mm-hmm. yeah. that and, and happens. Social shame. I mean, there is real shame from other people too. It's Oh, there's total social shame yeah. that goes with being a mom. And if you're doing the right your things, decisions. your decisions. Yeah, every decision you make as a mom, someone is going to disagree with it and shame you in some aspect. Oh, the opinions, the opinions, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and it's not just working moms, you know, stay at home. It's like this catch 22, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're stay at home, 
you might feel guilty. Okay, am I contributing enough or, you know, and so we see it both sides and it's just as strong. It's the same thing. So Elizabeth, can, what is your profession like that you do outside of being a mom? Mm. So um, I do therapy and life coaching for the entertainment industry. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) let's put a bunch of creatives in the room and see what happens they need a therapist it's so great and I mean as we're talking there are so many moms I mean working within the industry because the hours are unique and so there's a big when you had mentioned this I said yeah absolutely but yeah I kind of fell into it I had worked in entertainment and then had my degree and license in psychology and kind of um, decided actually my daughter was the motivating factor was I had adopted my daughter and the job I had was a lot of travel. And so I knew I was going to need flexibility. And so I squished both my passions together and opened up EHS. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How old are your kiddos? So we're a blended family. So we have my son is seven, my daughter is nine, and then um, Dave's daughter is 10 going on 11, and then 13 going on 25. <laughs> so between They're seven all and 13? Going into that. Did I do that right? Between seven and 13? Mm-hmm. Those okay. are my kids' ages, except your seven year old is my five year old. Yeah. Yeah. Three girls, and then the boy is the youngest. So we're bracing ourselves for teenage I think one boy, you might be okay. Two kill, they try to kill each other on the regular. Yeah. But at least with one, they don't fight by fight with. No, they just torture the girls. Oh, I bet. (laughs) That's like all they do. They live to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So. That's funny. With, I mean, so you talk to a lot of moms Mm -hmm. then in the industry. What do you think are some healthy tools that are your first go-to points to help them kind of balance the struggle of working, but also like having that guilt. It's a big question. <laughs> well, how about this? Dive into What's it? the last thing you felt mom guilt about? Yeah, that's a okay. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, can I have a free Can you session? just hand me the tools? <laughs> can I? Can I just I mean, give me the tools? I have a friend asking. <laughs> asking for a friend. Also, um, before you answer that, if you see me looking at my phone, my daughter's at cheer camp, and I'm trying to manage her getting home with a friend and her finding a ride. So. I'm not just scrolling Instagram. What is the matter with you? I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't you know, believe. Don't get in the car with the wrong person. Look, anyway, this is a sorry. mom first. Shame them. on you. Gosh, At I'm any like, given time, it is mom first. Also, my husband Thanks. just almost used sweetened condensed milk on the nachos thinking it was cheese dip. So that's something I bet else. it would have still been good. It was in a thing in the fridge. He's like, my this? daughter dipped blueberries sorry. in ranch today. So well, next time. Oh, we do okay. carrots and ketchup. Oh, that's not we. Not we. (laughs) Not we. I'm sorry. (laughs) They? We don't. They do. Okay, so I'm sorry for that aside. Let's go back. Go ahead. (laughs) What Um, is your mom mom guilt? guilt. Um, This has been the past month, personally, has been a season of mom guilt. Um, So, like a week and a half ago, my car was totaled by a drunk driver. Oh, my gosh. And my son and I were like walking out to the car, right? So, like, even. Oh, no one was in it? Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. So like my my point saying that is like the mom guilt seems I can recognize it. Right. Because I, I preach this. Right. I always tell my clients like you guys help me too because it's those reminders. 
So I, you know, you know that this is just an incident. But immediately after, it's, well, like, if I had left earlier. The what ifs. <laughs> like, the yeah. what ifs that torture you. Yeah. 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 And I caught it quick. But, you know, literally. And then a month ago, my daughter ran into a tree skiing. Oh. Um, so there's we're in, like, the past month has been a lot of that. So, and I know about her, but I still... You still get into it, right? And she's got a pretty little scar to like remind me every day. Maybe someday she'll turn it into a tattoo. Wait, is it on her face? It's <laughs> literally like here. Oh, no. And so-, so she can't tattoo. So you it. have the mom guilt reminder on her little face. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, do, Scars do you find, character. I don't know about you guys, but I find that I process stuff like that differently than my husband. Mm. I am so yeah. jealous of the way he does not guilt himself. For instance, our four-year-old apparently has really thin dentin on his teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have talked about this before. I can't remember. But I felt so much guilt about this. So our oldest is nine, no cavities ever, and great hygiene. And our four-year-old went in for his checkup last fall and had four cavities in his molars. Two of them were so bad he had to get caps on his teeth and then have huge— So he has these massive silver caps— in the back of his mouth, he had to go under, like, sedation and in two different rounds to get it done. Fortunately, he's he's the one who handled it better than the Pretty older chill. one would have. But <laughs> I'm going, where have I gone wrong? I should have, like, forced his—because he, he didn't like to get to his back teeth. Yeah. And the, the dentist did say, his hygiene is great. His teeth are clean. It's just the way back there. Well, and not only that, but some kids, just the integrity yeah. of the tooth is not—sometimes baby teeth yeah. are thin— and if something catches hold, it's really hard to reverse it. So we'd been watching them, and all of a sudden, his mouth just blew up with cavities. I'm like, four cavities? I don't, I only had, like, one cavity my whole life. Yeah. What happened? And so I'm beating myself up. What could I have done differently? I should have forced his mouth open. And my husband's like, guess that'll teach him to brush better. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to be you. And instead, like, how do I do that? I feel guilty about everything and I self-talk myself out of it, but then I don't know where that line where I should feel guilty is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, should I feel guilty about this? Should I not? Should I feel guilty that I don't want to sing a Lyle Lyle crocodile song for the 17th <laughs> time and dance around the living room? But also one day my daughter's not going to want to dance around the living room with me, so I should embrace it. And then I just drive myself crazy because I'm like, I need to be in the moment. I need to be here with her. Okay, but I call BS to Drives like, me nuts. I, I really call BS to the guilt that goes with that. Not not saying that you're not valid, but to the pressure that the world puts on us. Because I know we've talked about this before, but there was an Instagram voiceover mm. meme that it's a guy yeah. talking, not even a mom, being like, you got four years with your kids. Four years, and that's I it. I hated and that's that. It. And uh. here's the thing. I, Loxley just turned three, and I did like a little post, and I was like, she's three, and I didn't blink. I kissed every boo-boo. I diffused every meltdown. Mm-hmm. I gave all the snacks. Like, yeah, I have mom guilt, but I'm in here doing it. Yeah. I didn't miss we're, a moment, and it's still hard. Like, we seem to. Like, we're in a transition, right? Like, we're in this transition of women's roles, and there's this term, maybe you, you guys have probably heard it, bumper sticker moms, right? No, I haven't heard that. that. No, but I like that. I hate bumper stickers. I I like a little, I'm the moderate here. I like a couple little stickers well placed. (laughs) 
So I'm going to bumper sticker you. <laughs> so it's based on the like little family bumper stickers oh, yeah. that oh, started oh, yeah. in yeah, like the, 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 Lego the 90s, right? Yep. And and so throughout, and, and I'm sure like most people have heard me speak about the shoulds, right? But throughout time, the parenting rules shift, right? And so there was in the 90s, and they've done all this research about bumper sticker babies and, you know, and so it was about this overachieve and be proud and show up to every game and be there and be on top. And so we go through evolution as we should, and we change and women's roles and all of that. But then we don't clear out the closet of expectations and so it's like they just pile on, yeah. like Nothing look left, but look right. And now you have to look up, but down too. Like, and we don't clear out. So okay. true. So here. Be everything. <laughs> be, yeah. be making a ton of money and successful in career, but don't blink. It's like, yeah, yeah be a career woman <laughs> yeah. now, but how are you going to do those other things that you were. But also get your laundry done. Yes. Make it, sure that your meals are all the Pinterest crafts. Yeah. You know, my whole mentality for my entire adult life has been live everything at 85%. -hmm. 85% to me is a solid B plus. It's like, I cannot be a hundred percent at anything, but the 85 gets me in a really good place everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then much like, you know, Apple releases, you know, a a software update. I was like, I'll go back and I'll get that other 15%. But if I miss it, it's also okay. Okay. And that's the only way from being an executive working 60 hours a week to being a a working from home mom that works, you know, 15 to 20, depending on the week, I can only manage my life that way. I don't know how anyone can do it differently. And and this is what I, what I tell my clients is look, so part of the bumper sticker is the mom's generalizing, right? Yeah. Um, There was this, we found in many cases where overextending over and that can have consequences too like it's important for our kids to see our wide range of emotions including burnout including enough or I need to care for myself or I need to go on a date with my my husband or I need to tend to your sibling who's sick and your emotions are okay but this is what's and so all of it like kids learn from all of that, not just us being perfect moms. And in fact, if we're not showing them that wide range, they won't have the tools to know how we handle it. Right. So, what about when you just lose your on them? Going. That's me all the time. Cause I, I am not, going, a lose, I'm not a lose my I'm a lose but my I, sh- I, but I lose am my with shit. three kids. It, it matters how you go back. Right. <laughs> no, like, I apologize. <laughs> I lose my but I apologize right away. I do show them that, like, I am human and I make mistakes. But I'm going to lose my <laughs> That might have, okay, I will say, I'm going I'm to take a pause. That might be the most epic explanation of both of you ever in, like, less than 30 seconds. I'm not going to lose my shit. I'm going to lose my like, I'm like, done. Well, Hi, my I name was, is Mom. This is us. I was such a patient, like, such a patient person before kids. And sometimes I'm highly disappointed in my lack of patience with my kids. And I'm really good about going and apologizing to them and going, Hey, that was not my best moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether this is true, but my mom gave me advice that made me feel better. (laughs) She's like, 
you need to let your kids know what they're trying to avoid. <laughs> and I was like, I, don't, I am going to take that and run with it. That's but funny. sometimes I'm just so disappointed in how I react to them because it, it's not always deserved. Sometimes they're insane. But the more kids I've had, the more we've talked about this because Kayla's like, I'm not a yeller. I'm like, yeah, neither am I. Yet is key. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. a yeller with my I wasn't two. a yeller before yeah. kids. I yeah. was a yeller at number three. Oh my. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like my kids sometimes see the worst of me. Uh, yeah. and, and I behave in a way that I would never behave to you guys or adults or my husband. I'm so respectful, but kids are so irrational that I'm like, Oh, you John make no gets, sense. John gets the worst of me. Loxley gets the best of well, me. Well, they'll always forgive you, number one. That's like obvious. The people John or the kids? Your husband you. or your kids? Both of them. Like, <laughs> they love you. But you, for the record, and I know I speak for Kayla when I say this, you do not lose your shit. You are so easygoing. You're so kind. You speak so kindly You're to so people. You're so kindly. You are so hard on yourself. Yeah. But it's not deserved. I feel like all. you give your kids so much loving grace in so many situations, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've ever seen you lose it, and I've vacationed oh, I have. with you. I have. I mean, I've seen you get upset. But I've I never seen you. I lose see it you get anxiety. Pause. Pause. I lose it. Here's the thing: is we're trying to justify whether it's okay or not. It's right. totally so, okay. so let's let's think about so it. True. It's true. What are emotions? Yep. What are emotions? Literally, physiologically, what are emotions? Expressions of how you feel. Where do they exist in your body? Everywhere. In your brain? In your brain, inside you, in know. your heart. They're chemicals. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, you're so, asking like a real question. I, love, yeah, I, I was thinking okay, of inside We're talking out, to so a smart person, good. Jen. Yes, we okay. need to. <laughs> so they're chemicals. So if I walk into a room and I see a tiger, my brain's going to release cortisol to help me run. If I walk into a room and see a glass of wine, my brain's going to release dopamine Happiness. because I think I'm going to get wine. <laughs> the key thing here is... The chemicals are released before I sip that wine. Yeah. They're released before the tiger attacks me. Emotions are based on predictions. Whoa. So how we feel about raising our voice is our prediction that we're messing these kids up. Oh, my gosh. Where maybe that's what they need. But that's M- what not I'm, mine. Because th- I'm too not, hard on mine. It's not a matter of what they need. It's a matter yeah. of human existence yeah. with a human mom. And, and being real about what you're going to exactly. come into contact with. Yeah. Exactly. And waking up each morning and doing our best and telling them that and showing them that. I mean, my daughter, she, my other will tell you, she pushes us <laughs> in such a unique way. When we did homeschooling during COVID, we had her tested because I was like, this kid is ADD. ADD, I swear. Like. And found out she's she's the adopted one. Found out she's exceptionally gifted. Like her IQ is 140. Wow. Which is wow. like. And I was like, literally, my hubby and I sat back and we were like, she has been with us <laughs> <laughs> all these years. Because her thing was to play dumb. She like knew. she didn't know how to do she things. Knew. But she was manipulating. That's, That's, our five year old. That's our five-year-old, by the way. I don't know. But how to see, tie. here's where the emotion comes in. Our emotion was based on prediction. She's screwed. She's broken. She's good at Yeah. And it was that. And that's not true. Like they need our emotions. If we look around, if you go through your day and look at what am I predicting here? Am I predicting I'm messing up this kid? 
Well, I mean, if the the rules of the game keep changing, then you don't really know. In the you next don't know if 10 you're going to mess them up or make them wonderful CEOs. Yeah, yeah. in the next 10 years, they're going to change the entire rule book for us. And you might be right on par. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what you're supposed to do is be a loser shit, okay? Like, that's what we're putting on Pinterest. I'm successful. Well, it because it can be a vicious cycle where yeah. you, and I've never, I mean, that is... It's, I love looking at things in a more scientific way and in, in an intellectual way because it can make you understand yourself. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. I like, because I have those moments and then the mom guilt sets in. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that vicious cycle of the way where there is no rule book. There's no exactly how it's supposed to be done. And yeah. maybe, maybe a very gentle, always gentle, never hearing a raised voice means that you're, you haven't set your kid up to live in the world yeah, or take any kind of raised I've voice. never had a yeah. boss that hasn't raised their voice. And I mean, we're in entertainment, obviously. So it's a little, yeah. it's passionate, it's creative, it's loud, it's rambunctious. It's all of those things. And I've probably worked for 12, 15 companies and I've never had someone coddle me ever. So I do know that. And you that do not coddle I do us. Not ch- I do not coddle you guys. <laughs> And I definitely don't coddle my kids. Now I'm very, I, I'm very loving with them. Like I have one-on-one time with them every day, but I do not, I, I am hard on them. We're probably alike. Yeah. I imagine that I'm, I set them up for, no one else. Listen, I get, if you've heard any of our episodes, like I get real mad when punishment from other people is too harsh, doesn't fit the crime, doesn't feel equitable but I am really hard on my kids. Mm-hmm. And I also equally give them a lot of latitude and a lot of room to up. And our friend Brittany Taylor, actually, she said something. She's like, my job as a mom is to allow my children to do dangerous things safely. Wasn't that what she said? Yeah. And I've never felt more aligned with anybody. Than but that. you still feel mom guilt. So even though yeah. there are times when I'm like, be more like Jen, be more like Elizabeth. I'll feel I, it no matter what anyway. But what is what is it that gets you? There's a couple things. I am a lose your <laughs> Lose my <laughs> Should we make shirts? Yes. That say I'm a lose my <laughs> Just sounds like we have can, diarrhea. Like, people can check which box <laughs> they are. Right. Bikini. Lose your I lose my Um, so I tend. Pooper, lose my pooper. Sure. Duty, lose my duty. I tend to give my kids lots of chances. And I'll give you, there's a, there's a backstory here. I do give them many chances and I lose my shit when I'm on like number 12. Wait, can we do an example though? No, because you can find it online. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> wait, wait, wait. I feel like though, just for Elizabeth's sake, we'll, you'll, we'll be like on the phone with Jen and she is very good about self-care. She'll take a bath, she'll get her glass I of take wine. A bath and every be day like, at like five o'clock, oh, five thirty, when Adrian gets home, he'll like finish dinner. And it's I'm in the bathroom. I, mean, and they I don't think me. I've ever been on the phone with you when you're at home and you haven't lost it on one of your kids. Oh yeah, at least four times it, during I phone have call. to. If somebody, <clears throat> I'm good you giving them two or three like reminders. But when I get to like beyond that, I'm like. Get out of my bathroom! I have Sister. reminded myself of how much your kids respect and adore you, even though you go, <laughs> I'm on the f- phone! Like, and I'm like, but your kids feel love. They feel unconditional love. They listen. Mo- no, okay. So I can- mean, I'll, I'll tell you, like, yeah. my this smarty pants of mine got to the point where she realized I didn't want to reprimand her in front of people. Oh, yeah. Because oh, she's yeah, so smart. Mm-hmm. And so... I had to step up to the plate 
And I had Call to start her calling her out in front oh, of people. Yeah. And she, the first time she would look at me. Oh, but that was like. And so I had mm-hmm. to say, yep. we're not doing that. Yeah. And 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 loud, like yep. not loud, loud, but, but enough like to get their attention and maybe embarrass them for her bit. to know. Yeah. I don't care that they're here. Yeah. And I yeah. definitely felt the judgment mm. and had to be able to be like, you guys don't understand. It's the 29th time I've told her this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to go around. And I felt like I had to justify She's like really smart and she manipulates. <laughs> like, like she's gonna be either a sociopath or like or a really CEO. We're just or trying to prevent CEO. that. So please support me here. We're trying to get to the ladder. <laughs> and oh, so you have to get to a point of well, it's also figuring out your kids' currency, right? Because for me, my kids know that I really suck at grounding them. Because something will happen, undoubtedly. When we wake up at 5:50 in the morning, they leave at 6:40, something happens in that 50 minutes that sets me off. Like something, right? And I'm like, I've asked you 14 times to put your socks and shoes on. I've asked you to put that phone down. I've asked you to do this. I've asked you to take your plate to the trash can. I've asked you to brush your teeth, whatever it is. And I'll be like, you're grounded after school. Well, what does grounding mean? You can't play with anyone? Can't watch TV? Oh, that sucks all the way around, right? It's like you get home from school, you need to decompress, whether it's playing outside with your friends or having a minute to yourself. So I have never, ever, ever, ever been good at enforcing grounding, Mm. ever. But- I've all of my all of my children have checking accounts now and they're all little like ours are five, nine, 11 and 13. I did the same exact right. thing. Right. And you know what I'll say? Really? I'm debiting your account. It's called busy kid. Yes, I will. No, but <laughs> oh, I mean, I my, ours promote. are through USAA, but either no, way, you can. I, I say to them, I was like, if I have to ask you one more time to do this, I'm going to debit your account $5 for my time. Yes. And it my kids amazing. are on fire. I also you lose Corey. your water bottle at yeah. school for the 10th oh, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I literally took my son this cost. weekend and he was, it was so funny. He was begging me to take him to Walmart over Target because he knows Walmart's cheaper. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it was coming out of his, She I said she that. starts charging and for cavities. Seven. For cavities. After. I'm like, I give them, I give them $5 yeah. if no cavities. Yes. Yeah. And listen, truly, we do have a kid. Charlie's our kid that has Finden. So he does have. Isn't it called Denton? Am I losing my yeah, mind? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, he does have more cavities than the others. All our kids have Oral-B Pro, you know, electric toothbrushes. They have no excuses. They have floss sticks, right? If they have cavities now, they know it's not good. Well, <laughs> and I, someone told me. His first like, for free. A friend <laughs> actually told me that they did this with their kids. Five dollars. So they're like, they're going to learn that they're keeping money in their pocket by not having cavities. Yeah. You're incentivizing so, oral hygiene. Well, and so when I started looking at it as I am prepping these little people for the world yeah. and money is part of the world, I was yeah. like, I want them to get that sooner than later. Yeah. And so I started them really young with that. Um, we were at Kayla's and we went to a party after your birthday party. And I said to the kids, hey, if anyone wants to clean up the downstairs, it's probably worth five bucks to me for each of you. We came home. Our downstairs, every rug was vacuumed. Everything was cleaned up. All the shoes were where they went. It cost me 20 bucks. And here's the thing. I now know they're capable. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you show their hand. There's no more excuses. Do you I'm know like, I watched capable. your kids one time and they did it for me for free? Oh, they will. <laughs> They'll do it for anyone who asks no, if you're not you guys were You guys were yeah. gone. And I, I came over to your yeah. house and Loxley was wanting to play date so bad. And you're like, we're not home. And I was like, that's fine. I'm going to pick up all your kids. I'm going to take them out for ice cream. That's right. And then I'm going to go hang out at your house with yep. your kids. And, and I did. And I, and I told them all. I was like, look, guys, I'm going to set a timer. 
gonna be a 30 minute timer and we're gonna clean as much as we can. If anyone stops at any point before the timer goes off, we're resetting the timer. That's impressive too, because 30 minutes is a whole heck of a lot of time for you, a kid that age. You better believe that they were on each other. I love it. So No, no, no. It started as a 10-minute timer, and we, that's what it was. It started oh, it as a 10-minute timer, and it ended up being Sounds like, right. it ended up being 30 minutes because someone would stop. Yeah. And Charlie and Mason were like, stop stopping. She's going to reset the timer. <laughs> but it worked. They know you're a no bullshitter. Yeah. Kayla, what do you feel guilty about? Because I feel like these two, I'm like, I feel so guilty. I'm not doing the right things. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I need to be more. I need to be hardcore. The rules but, are going to change. Yeah. And we'll be wrong. And you'll be right. Yeah. And now you. But hopefully but we all raise like you, flexible and accommodating kids that can roll with the punches. That's yeah. my That's my goal, at least. I, I probably have the most polarizing views on this, to be honest. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to say it because it's probably going to be polarizing. But I think mom guilt is a little bit of a good thing. And I think it keeps us on our toes doing our best. And, and in a sense, because I, I feel like it's our Gemini Cricket. And I, I don't think it's bad to have a conscience if you're doing a good job. I, or if you feel like you are actually falling short. Or if you feel like you are falling short. I think, I think it can be unhealthy if it gets too far. So there's definitely instances where it's very mentally draining and unhealthy. But I, I don't think it's bad to have a little, like, Jiminy Cricket, like, maybe a harsh one on your shoulders. <laughs> do a little better. Yeah, yep. like, telling mm-hmm. you to do your best. Is that what yours uh, says? Do a little better? Mm. No, like— Well, I'm an Enneagram 8, so mine says, do a load better. We are the <laughs> so, challengers. Here, here's the thing. I think—here's—this is where I think it's going to—my view might get polarizing, and I, I'm just going to say it. I think that— when we normalize mom guilt, and I'm not, I'm not talking about like our everyday like right. little things. You're talking about like the breastfeeding, the nursing, the yeah, how you feed stuff, your kids, what you play like, with. Yeah, that stuff I feel like is all vanilla. Yeah, in the sense of it's going to come out in the wash. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good job. You're loving your kid, but I think I am very careful to make mom guilt a trend so it doesn't lower the bar because there are some really crappy moms yeah. out there. You're like right. they're. There, there are, that, that I will say majority of moms are amazing, but there are some crappy moms and I don't want to ever lower the bar in this whole culture of you're doing a great job when some moms really aren't doing a great job. Most are, but I don't want it to be this whole thing where it's like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to do this and do this because messy hair don't care. It's like, there's a part of that that is so obnoxious to me. I just want to be like, buck up and do a good job. I feel like there is a wave of trendiness where it's like, I'm going to hide in the closet and drink wine because mom life is so hard and I'm going to complain about my kids and blah, blah, blah. Nah. And it's like, shut up. Shut your mouth. Do your job. You're doing a great job. Shut up and do it. Well, to your point. And so that's why I'm like, I hate saying that, but that's, I strongly feel that I think that a, a, a little bit of mom guilt is a good thing because it means that you have a conscience and it means that you want to do good for your but kids. But to your point, the people who have mom guilt are the people who are already doing well. Because yeah. those are the people yes. who understand that that so is So I don't want to normalize. There's you. a part of me that it's like, can we normalize that in, in, in a sense that mom guilt is a good thing because it means you're doing a good job, that you have a conscience, that you yeah. want to do good for your kids. I completely agree and, with that. And so that's what I mean by it. It's like, we, we need to balance the mental health, but, like, also balance that if you have mom guilt, you're doing a good job. If you're worried about it. Yeah. But at the same time, let's not, like, 
as a generation of moms right now, lower the bar for moms. Yes, we want to eliminate burnout. We always want to do better generation by generation. But I also don't want to lower the bar of like being a good mom and say, it's okay if you don't do this when it's like, yeah, it's okay if you. I just feel like the bar is so high. For well, moms, in the Pinterest know? age of parenting, it is. Yeah, really high. the bar is so high yeah. with all the things that we're like, supposed it's to hit. Not I where totally it was get what you're saying because you're saying mom don't mean to care is what yeah. you're saying. So there's yeah, yeah. there's two like this is another thing that I share with moms. There's two kinds of stress. Like stress is good. Yeah, stress is what motivates us to get off our ass and do yeah. something. Yeah. So there's two terms. There's distress and eustress. So the the kind of difference is distress is when you anticipate a negative outcome. Eustress is when you anticipate a positive outcome, Yeah, right? Like it's this, it's meant to be motivating. You're meant to try to do better versus the distress, which is more hopeless. And I messed up my kid and I'm so. Well, that is what you can validate. And like, yeah, that is what you need. But to, stress is good. Yeah. Like yeah, that's what I'm not optimal. Yes. I'm not talking about that's like valid stress because mom life is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I just, I appreciate what you say. I actually agree with that. A lot of, a lot of that. The whole, like, I'm going to eat ice cream and drink wine and just like complain about my kids. It's like, shut up. You chose this. Buck up and do it. Well, but the flip of that is just because you chose it doesn't mean it's not hard. And the hard feelings are valid too. So it's a hard No, you are valid for feeling hard, but like, yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll calm down. No, don't calm down. You're fine. (laughs) And it is, you have admitted in the past that it's a hot button for you. It's such a hot button for me. Kayla's Kayla's had a very long fertility journey. Mm -hmm. She's gone through a lot. But even if I I hadn't, like, I just, I feel like motherhood motherhood is such a beautifully hard journey that we're going to, we're going to feel guilty. And that might be a, a little bit of a good thing to like, be like, okay, I'm doing a good job. I'm probably going to get hated for that. I don't think you are. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the motivating factor. Like, the stress, that little bit, it's an optimal amount, is the one that says, no, get off your ass, put the ice cream down, and and do it. Yeah, come out of the closet. It's motivating, right? But the idea is to have that be more positive. Like, I, you know, versus... Oh, well, the world says you should be for the ones that are overextending themselves. Yes. Well, I think all of us overextend ourselves. In a I don't lot think of ways. everybody does. I have to be honest with you. I see a lot of moms that. Okay. So you're seeing some moms yeah. not bucking up and doing yeah, it all. I do. I, I mean, I. That annoys me. I mean, you know, I'm the way <laughs> overachiever. I have been the room parent. Uh, I mean, up until this year, I have been the room parent for every one of my kids' class. I've been on every field trip. And I know there is a conglomerate of parents who do all of the volunteering. They do all the donating. They do all of it. And no one else does. So and they so, should have a little bit of mom guilt and right. they probably don't. It's not even on right. the radar. Right. You're, you're, I agree with that. <laughs> you touched on something Sorry. I would yeah. love for you to share. Yeah. She mentioned that she talks to people about using the word should. And she talked to me yes. about this. And I had no idea I needed to hear it. But would you share that what you feel about the word should or need to or yeah so there's these kind of categories called cognitive distortions which is where our emotions override logic right and one of them is the shoulds and you know with individuals I work with I will often ask what is a should like who told you what you should do as a parent which I would ask you guys, like, yeah. who told you how to should parent? Who told you? My parents. 
Okay. And who told them? Their parents or the lack of that, possibly. Okay. You know? Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think our culture and society is yeah. mm-hmm. But you know what I will say is our generation grew up with, like, TV telling us how to parent, and our kids' generation is growing up with the internet and, like, Pinterest moms and influencer moms telling them how to parent. I feel like it's, like, a whole new wave of who told what. And we feel that pressure. Yeah. 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 Because of that, too. Yes, 1,000%. Yeah. And so the idea is that society, and and I work with entertainers, right? So entertainers, I believe, are one of the heaviest influencers in the world. And so the idea is you're the trendsetter and the follower that doesn't work, right? Like you're, you're setting the shoulds in the world as entertainers, but yet trying to keep up with the shoulds. It, it doesn't work. And so, but even in general, there are no shoulds. Like I said, you know, when I was growing up, it was pluck all your eyebrows. Now we're painting them back on. And then it was put the boobs in. No, take the boobs out and put them in your butt. Like, it's just so <laughs> all over the place of like what we should be doing. And yeah. it goes for diet and parenting. And there are no absolutes. There's no shoulds. There's no have tos. You either want to or you don't right and people will come back and say well no you have to breathe and it's like well no you don't if you want to keep living you do but there's nothing actually that we should or have to do we have choices and we're going to feel more empowered as moms if we recognize them as choices not as these pressures of shoulds that are going to change. I should do more crafts with my kids. I should be more mindful when I'm with my kids. I should, 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 should. Change it to I want. Like maybe you want to do more crafts, but it's perspective. It's shifting your perspective Mm -hmm. when you do that too. Yeah. So the internal dialogue of I want to put my phone down and play Legos Mm -hmm. feels so different than I should because if in in your, you're right. Who these imaginary people waving their finger at us. And people will judge you, right? Like I am a very strong mother and, you know, and, and even throughout my journey of motherhood, like learning being a blended family and putting up boundaries, which in case you don't know, nobody (laughs) likes boundaries and girls entering teenage years. They don't like boundaries. I've learned this, (laughs) but So like going through that journey and learning that others are going to have opinions, but these are my core values. And these are things that I've researched and studied and I'm making the decision intentionally. And I I feel confident in it and going forward with that rather than, (coughs) you know, Susie from the grocery store said that I should. You know, I. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Did I say something wrong in there? No, but no. but you touched on something earlier that actually has been really was really fascinating to me. You were talking about was it your daughter's your daughter that you thought had ADD? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So in this world of like incredible mom guilt and never being able to do the right thing no matter what, we've spent probably the last six years thinking that our second child, who's eleven, had ADHD. Mm-hmm. That was positive. I mean, you know, as you know, your kids, it's like, aside from them whoops, being smart enough to manipulate you and, <laughs> but you do, you do know your kids and you know, when something doesn't feel right, no matter what it is. Right. 
And, you know, all our teachers, you know, K through two were like, no, he's great. He's fine. He's very bright. And in third grade, a teacher sat us down. I didn't even ask her what she thought about Charlie's attention issues. She just goes, we have a problem. And I went, really? And she's like, I think he suffers from some hyperactivity, some hyperfocus, some attention deficit issues. And I really think you should consider at least talking to your pediatrician about them. I was like, I wanted to cry because I said, I have said this for years. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've said it. And I said, everybody kind of like waved me away. Right. And for Charlie specifically, that happened right as COVID hit. And I mean, like March of that year, it happened right then. So of course I couldn't really get him in anywhere. Couldn't do anything. And then it kind of got pushed to the back burner and we struggled and we struggled. And then my, my mom pie chart, right. Of the amount of energy that I spend on my kids in a day, I would venture to say 65 to 70% of my mom life is dedicated to my second born. And I was having a really difficult time because I'm like, you know, it's so hard to get any kind of real diagnosis. I don't want to put him on any meds. Let's try everything we can try. We tried every essential oil under the sun. Some did work. Like some did calm him down. Some helped him focus. Um, I tried to give him like Zevia in the morning, right? I tried to give him a stimulant thinking, okay, well, he doesn't need sugar, but maybe the caffeine will help him in, at school. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like setting him up for a lifetime of thinking he needs a soda first thing in the morning. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. So finally I said, nothing we're doing is working. This is creating chaos in our family. I have so much mom guilt about the idea of putting him on medication, but maybe need to try it. And I ran into a mom at a birthday party who said, oh, you know, I know we don't know each other very well, but have you seen my son recently? Like we've had some big changes. She's like, I was so resistant to letting him try meds because I knew he had ADHD And I didn't want to put him on meds. I had so much mom guilt for putting him on medication. And she said, can I tell you that I put him on medication? And this whole conversation, by the way, totally unprompted. She knew nothing about my struggles with Charlie. Um, She's like, we put him on medication. And she goes, then I had a whole other set of mom guilt. She's like, the changes that I saw in my son were instantaneous. And the mom guilt I felt from not trying it earlier was handicapping. And when I tell you that when I got the nine-page diagnostic report from my son. I'm going to cry thinking about this, seriously. I was sitting in his theater performance and I got this <laughs> I got this report from his therapist that was like severe attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, mood dysregulation disorder, and a couple of other things. I started crying because I'm like, God, someone sees me. They mm-hmm. see it. But the mom guilt was like, Imagine how this kid feels, right? Mm-hmm. He's been trying to tell us for a long, long time. And no one has seen him. So all that to say, there's been so much change in our family because I finally let go of the, the mom guilt and the shaming of putting him on something only to be hit with the mom guilt of like, damn, I Not really should have done dinner. that sooner. Six years was a long time for that kid. And we don't have tissues in here because we don't usually cry. No. <laughs> you can use my shirt. <laughs> I was say. Anyway, it's like, it's a long time. So I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. It's like, you just, you have this guilt no matter what you do. No matter when you do the right thing. But I finally at least am like, I'm going to feel it. At least I'm doing something to help him. 
Yeah. No matter what that means. So anyway, I had to share that because you were talking about, you know, your daughter and, and, you know, thinking that she was dealing with something, but man, it's like. The hindsight of it all. Yeah. yeah I'm like, so proud of you because I know you've been holding on to that for a bit and releasing that and saying that on an episode. I'm just, I'm so proud of you because you are such a strong mom and you come across confident and strong because you are, but just sharing that moment, yeah. I just feel like it's such a beautiful thing. And I just, I think you are such an intentional parent and it's so beautiful just watching you and being inspired by you as a mom, like that you're, you're amazing. I appreciate and you're doing that, a great job. Yeah, it's been, it's been a hard one. Like that's been a hard one to, you know, it's like you want your kids to be confident. You want to be their I mean, I teach my kids that you have to be your own sole advocate in life. Yeah. Like aside from your parents, no one else is ever. And maybe that's kind of a defeatist mentality, but no one else is ever going to go to bat for you the way you'll go to bat for yourself. Right. So you have to have the confidence to do it. And as I say that, my daughter has a little speech that she's saying at the school board meeting tomorrow night. She's got her own little thing. She's got her own little platform. So I'm like, I'm doing that. I'm doing right by them. But in the same breath, it's really, 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 it's it's hard. It's hard when it's on you, you know? And I think that's kind of like, where I'm coming from in the mom guilt thing where it's like, because I also agree with you where it's like the point at which we're so laissez-faire about everything mm-hmm. is yeah. is when we don't care enough. But the point where you are immobilized by, I, I have had a guilty conscience my whole life. Yeah. I have always been, I can't tell a lie because I'll feel too guilty about yeah. it. I will tell you. And so my husband jokes like, because I come from an acting background. He'll be like, you're, you're a terrible actor. I'm like, that's because I don't want you to believe me. <laughs> If I wanted you to believe me and I felt you good about it, know. you would never know. But I am a terrible liar in real life, despite my I am career. I'm a terrible liar. And, and, and we're similar. Like, you and I are similar in a lot of ways yeah. in the way that we, we approach parenthood and everything. But, yeah. but when it crosses that line into we're just beating ourselves mm. up so much yeah. and we do care. And maybe we care too much and maybe we we think we are having more of an impact than we are. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we the, the privilege of raising these little people is yeah. so massive and comes it, it the, the weight of it can be so heavy that day to day, did I do yeah. good today? The fact yeah. that you guys are here, right? Like that's it. You know, like you talk about did I do enough? You guys have dedicated these hours to sit and talk about motherhood that that translates into regardless of these moments the fact that three women would say this is such an important part of my life that I'm going to dedicate evenings to speak to other moms you know I mean we also get wine (laughs) (laughs) I am sure there are some positive reinforcements in here but it says where your hearts are because you could sit here and talk about shoes, right? Like that'd be fun too. <laughs> like we do sometimes. But that—that's that's it. It's like we pull apart the little things, but you know, the two main things that kids need is love and attention. Yeah. Well, I think that's where you said you said intentional earlier when you were talking mm-hmm. about your daughter, and I think that's. That is what it comes down to as parents. Are you parenting with intention? Are you raising your kids intentionally? And and we've said before, in any relationship, intention matters. Yep. And I Always. think I think every single aspect of your life boils down to your intention. 
I told you and, that's one of the only tattoos I would get on my arm, right? Yes. Intent. And I'm just, I think that is so big with parenting. So it's like, I, and I'm not talking about the burnout mom guilt that needs to be addressed because there's a lot of moms that are carrying too much weight and that they need a hug and they need to be told they're doing a great job because they are. But if you are not parenting intentionally, then maybe you should have a little mom guilt. And it's probably not even going to be on you. And that's probably going to get hated to be that Well, I'm, I'm curious what but, you, because you have a, this perspective on mom guilt. Yeah. So what do you end up feeling guilty about? Well, I feel guilty all the time about being on my phone too much. All, my, my entire work life is answering emails on my phone, running social medias, checking, checking different pages, checking you guys are gonna laugh at me because of our last episode, checking like budgets and like and where we are <laughs> spending. But I'm, and so I, I feel guilty all the time. And I definitely have, I, I have those moments. Like, I feel like I'm in the thick of it or. Is there anything other than phones? Because I do, I agree. I, my kids that is my number one thing. on my phone all the time. I'm like, you realize I'm working. That is my number home. one thing that I feel really, really I guilty I explain on. to my kids, because yeah. I have to answer, we have crisis. Yeah. And- I explained to my kids that I don't like being on my phone, but my phone gives me the freedom to be with them more. Yes. Right? Oh, wow. That's That's a great great way to put it. I I could be in an office, but I'm here. They really appreciate it because if we're at the park, me taking five minutes, I explained to them means I didn't have to take an hour in the office, right? So I kind of flip it around, but I get it too because I I hate it. I'm like- I preach against this. Yeah. I I feel like I try to parent so intentionally that I have accepted that I'm messing up in a lot of areas. And I've and so I I truly truly have relied on my faith and knowing like I am who he says I am and I rely on that and that kind of fills my cup to be honest. So I think the more I dive into intentional parenting, the less I'm struggling with mom guilt. I think at the one year mark and the two year mark, I struggle like this past year, I feel like I've leveled out a lot on the mom guilt, not because That's I'm good. doing a better job, but because I've accepted that I am doing the best that I can and that I am intentionally parenting my daughter to set her up for success in every way, to be independent, to be, and, and I'm failing as I go along with that, but I feel like I've if there's anything I've learned in this past year of my life is that I can't control others. I can only control my actions mm-hmm. and my actions and my intent are to do good, to raise well and to love well. And as long as my intent stays that way, I can give myself grace on the things that I mess up for and not let that drown me. And so, yeah, there's things I feel like I, I struggle at. I mean, I, she looks a hot mess every day. She, her face, it like she is. She's so cute. Yeah, but no, like, I actually think there's something I cute love about kids not to be together. She she's out, also at that point where she's telling you what she wants and, to wear. And so that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I, I yeah. truly, I've truly tried to live my life with like the silver lining of like my kid looks like a hot mess. She doesn't look like she's perfect, but I'm teaching her independence. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching her to dress herself, and I'm letting it go and letting my perception of what the world says my children should look like and what I should look like. And I am leaning into, I don't really care. 
And yeah. <laughs> I, I truly yeah. don't. You find and as you go along that some of those things that I don't really care. Really I care about her. In the beginning aren't as much. I, I well, just I truly do not care what someone else thinks about my kid if she decides to put on the same outfit for ten days in a row. That was or, awesome. Or like because she's doing it herself. Yeah. She's or proud. like if she wants to wipe her own ass. I mean, okay, I'll go back and like I'll do that. Like I'll we'll do I'll a check. Right? We'll it's do fine. a check. We check the cracks and crevices. By the way, Bash is a, such a clean pooper. It's two seconds, and he's you. like, doesn't even need to wipe. And I'm like, I'm doing something right. Have you still called it every time she's but on the I, oh. Dude, should we make a t-shirt that says, as long as you care, you can care less? No. I like that. Why, I actually why not? really you care like less. that. Oh, care less about others. Yeah. Yeah. No, as long as you care. care. Not care less about others, as long as you care. I mean, like, care, about the Right, opinion. it's a play on words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Where, okay. like, I like you, that. like, like worry less writer. when you're on mm-hmm. your phone, because I do exactly what you were saying you shouldn't, which is that I take, I could put my daughter in, she's two, I could put her in her full five-day program, Yeah. but I do three days because I want the time with her. Yeah. But sometimes work, I work from home, and so that work sometimes falls on the days I have her, Yeah. but I'm still with her. And yeah. instead, I feel bad that I'm not like full vacation mom all the time. I, I feel that. I'm with her. I'm physically with her. I struggle with, her. with that. Like today, I was home with Loxley all day. And which I loved. And I actually, since I've started Olive and Arc, I've missed that. I've missed like just being at home with her all day. And, and I feel like, cause we just had her birthday and. Which I, by the way, let's just stop for a second. Okay. Cause in the world of birthdays, birthdays, this was so awesome. The food was so good. Okay. But can I tell you, I had a little bit of guilt going into this. I party. know you did. You told me about okay. it, but everything was so wonderful. I did not get like I looked like a mess. At she didn't her get dressed. Party. I didn't notice. Did I didn't get dressed. She wasn't dressed. I so didn't great. like great. do my makeup. I. But my mom guilt. I will say, and this is something I had to let go. Is I didn't do a single party favor. Like so? I, I didn't do anything, and I was going to. Let's and, normalize not doing. That. Well, and so that's, and then I got to myself, and I'm like, I am spending hours in the kitchen to give this food experience because I'm really passionate about food, and so I was like, I. I'm so I'm being so intentional that everyone enjoys their time. I am going to give myself a little bit of grace if I don't buy freaking bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. Like in in stickers, which no one wants. And no. it's eco-friendly. Yes, so true. <laughs> I was wondering how come the dads don't have is it just societal that the dads don't feel the same Ooh, pressure? Good question. Because my it's, husband is a hands-on, amazing dad, an exemplary dad. He's a great partner a great, like, so involved with our kids. And yet he appreciates if I'm at work and I have then events after work that I have to, like, I don't get to see the kids and I don't feel bad about it. And he doesn't put the pressure on himself the way that I do. And it's not even like I have to be a perfect mom or anything like that. It's more like, am I doing enough for my kids? Am I being everything they need me to be? And he just doesn't, like, it's just not a thing for him. Like it's not I'm a thing for him. So, I mean, not that humans are animals. I, would, <laughs> I was just going to say, aren't there never, animalistic traits that I would like. never say that because. Because that'd be weird. That'd be weird. And animalistic would be came insulting. to my mind though. But have you ever seen a male <laughs> mammal? Animal? A male mammal stressing out over the baby. Never. Or is it the mother? Yeah. Always. The male stresses whether there's food, right? He's hunted. But he eats first. He eats first. (laughs) Yep. 
We're trying to evolve these men here, Elizabeth. Well, that's a weird thing is I feel like my husband's very evolved, but I'm like, I... But maybe those are all things I wouldn't say. Right, well, I, I would agree never you, say that. But I agree with you because Adrian is actually very evolved. And he has been a stay-at-home dad stay-at-home. for 10 years. He's written, I don't know, six parenting books. A couple of them are bestsellers. He's done really well. But he also does not have that same guilt. If a day goes by and he doesn't go outside to play football with the boys, he doesn't care. And they don't need the guilt to be good dads either. Right. They don't have to like beat themselves up to just be like, I'm a good dad. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a good dad. Be confident in that. Live that and not have to overthink everything. So I agree with that because I was really aggravated at Loxley's party when we we're like opening presents and singing happy birthday. And I'm like, John, where are you? And he's like, I'm making myself a pizza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he has he to feed himself. He that. did he feed, feed everyone though, to I be know, fair. I was like, he fed everyone first. I was like, we're opening presents. He's like, cool. Yeah. You know, we've known for a long time that women and men and our brain structures are different. It is. Yes. And, um, Thank God. You know, <laughs> I'm being very gentle with all of this. Is animals, men's brains. Theirs is complete task. Come huh. home, hunt yeah. food, yep. get the hunters and gatherers. And women, as as mothers, I would just say maternally, you know, that other stuff comes in and the worry. And so, you know, one of the best things that someone ever told me early on, yet I kind of resented it was this balance, right? It said, you know, this individual told me, they said, don't don't want your partner to be the replica of you. There's no balance in that. There can only be That's one leader. And I'm oh, a bit of a, a leader, naturally. Me as too. Enneagram and I think they might be too. <laughs> as like, you don't want a partner who's also a leader because then you're just gonna, you know, and it's not that, Dave isn't a leader in his own ways. He's got different things, but there's a balance. And so do, would we really want two parents who are neurotic? Yeah. <laughs> like there has to Thank be. God, he's not like me. There that has is to wonderful. be that balance. Is and I hated it, but I had to look at that and be like, well, maybe it's good that you know, when my daughter's face is split open and I want to strangle him because he took her down the hill, I told them not to go down. That um, that he's got the, she's got to be okay. Well, I tell him to calmly exit the emergency room, right? Like, so that balance is important too, although he can never watch this podcast now. <laughs> We won't tell him. My husband doesn't. (laughs) Well, are there just overall things? You know, we've talked about mom-xiety, you know, like the the worry, the guilt, all those things that we carry with us. But are there things that you would just say overall for just moms? Like, hey, here's some things to keep in mind to just, like, make make motherhood, I don't know. Great again. Wait, that was a joke. That was a total. She wanted to talk about politics. I did it. I got it in there. Forget it. We're starting over. <laughs> but really, you would. Go on. You would. No, you would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how Religion she puts up with us. Religion and politics. Dumb. That was the Check. only yeah, thing. <laughs> um, I think, like, I love your word. We keep bringing it up. Like, the intention, right? 
Taking five minutes in the morning. Five minutes. Step outside. Um, start with that intention. Like, <laughs> this sounds so dorky. Um, there was six months that at 6.30 a.m. in my phone, ahead of all my sessions, it said, inspire, don't nag. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that's going in my phone. Hold on. You should write that out. That's really good. Write that down. Because I knew at 6.30 every morning, I step outside and I take a little me time. And I wanted to make sure that it was inspire, don't nag, right? And it's huge. I can tell the days that I don't take that five minutes to be like, okay, Emotions are predictions. So to look at my day, I look I at the calendar. That. I just did that. It's in there. I look at the calendar. I know what's ahead. I know that so-and-so's got this. I know my daughter is probably going to pull this stunt. Like I can, and then to set that intention. Okay. What is it I need today? Do you know what? It's going to be really important today that I'm going to be tested in A, B, and C. So I really want to make sure I sit outside for lunch. That's my intention. Or I'm going to, you know, we have a stationary bike. So, you know, I need to get that extra. I'm going to be stationary a lot today. So I look at it day by day because we set these goals. Like I'm going to go to the gym every morning for this, but that might not be what you need that day. Yeah. Right. So mine changes each day. Um, The other thing I do in those five minutes is I take one minute to do a grounding exercise. So grounding is, it clears all the neurons in your brain, you know. I love grounding. Do you stand barefoot on the grass too? Because I like that in the spring and summer. No, I'm too lazy. (laughs) Where I go is like, I can feel the grass through my shoes, okay? I feel the wood decking. I got the lightning. (laughs) I I rubber soles. It's fine. But there's a great book called Joyful, and it talks about foresting and the actual electric charge you take from the earth, blah, blah. But it's a lot. That's true. I love yeah, it. It's really that, good. I love that. And so grounding is you just go through your five senses. What do I see? What do I smell? What do I taste? What do I feel? What do I hear? And since I'm big into my love for neuroscience, what it does is kind of clears all those neurons. So when you're going through those things, those are your receptors into the world. Unless you have a sixth sense, which I haven't met anybody. Mm. We have five and those are our tentacles, our receptors. So when you're tapping into those, just clears everything. So I like to start my day that way. Clear it all out. Clear the predictions. Be in the moment. I'm here on earth. You know how great it is to be a guest for however long I have and set up what I need to succeed that day. Which can sometimes fail, but it's what I, I feel do. if you set the bar really low. Yeah. Yeah. You always succeed. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny. We've talked about this a lot. This is my new thing since January. I feel like there's five areas of my life that I try to touch every day. And one is myself. No jokes, please. <laughs> the other is- How can we not? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What is the other is my, my husband, my marriage, right? Um, my children, my home and my businesses. And it can be as simple as I need to hit send on this email for Ava's cheer tryouts, or I need to 
find out who I need to email about registering Evie for kindergarten. But it, it, it it's one thing and it's an act of touch. And for me, that exercise has been so fulfilling because at least I'm doing something instead of like, sometimes I would try and wait until the two days a week she's in school and, and, and shove everything into those two days. And what I found was I was waiting on so many responses from other people that I was getting nothing done those two days. They're five minute tasks. Yes. So yeah. I started doing those <clears throat> when I'm waiting for them to go get their coat. Yeah. Because otherwise because it's, that definitely that takes, takes at least five Not minutes. Three. Because otherwise it's really. Yeah. Do you have it? Like yep. it's, and so instead I find these mini five minute tasks. It yeah. doesn't work all the time, but to try to knock out, like yeah. open that mail that you know you're going to throw away, but you want to open just anyways to make sure it's not important this yeah. time and then throw it away. Yeah. Or answer that email. I, I, I wonder, do you guys as moms, because I think you, you guys all teach me so much about parenthood. I've been with you my entire parenthood journey. Do you guys ever sit back and tell yourself you're doing a good job? Yeah, but I also look to you guys for that because you're really good <laughs> well, yeah. at it. Like you, you told me that today, and that was like very heartwarming. Well, it's easier for us to do that with each other, yeah. and yeah. it's harder for us to. Mm-hmm. At least it is for me. Like you know, you guys too are. You guys always cheerlead me and yeah. and make me feel better about things that I feel shitty about. Yeah, you know, and even and even when I was, what's our term about losing losing my. Sh- yeah. Being, <laughs> I don't lose Sounds my like shirt. I lost a porta potty. <laughs> I'm not gonna lose my shirt. You lost your porta pot? <laughs> Did you lose your porta pot today? Porta potty. I lost my Um but I it it does give me perspective. And so much of what you're saying too, I think, is about intention and perspective. Do you ever tell yourself you're doing a good job? Yeah. I mean that's what I want to normalize. Telling ourselves we're doing a good job. I want moms to normalize that. Yeah. Like, it's it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back. The 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 shirt, the like, it's fine, it's fine, everything is fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's my life. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I feel like I'm in go mode so much, but it is yeah. like somebody will pause you. And it's like, and I don't. I try not to like just brush that off. I try mm. to feel that and be yeah. like, yeah, like. Because my kids, they were a BOGO. We call them BOGO deal. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> oh, I love that. They came That's hilarious. two months apart. So, and we're three years apart. And so, yeah, like I try to sit back and be like, do you know what? That was, you survived that. <laughs> you did yeah. okay. Yeah. But it's important. Um, but I'm a mom too. I forget, you know. How lucky are your kids though, to have a mom with so many coping skills? in your pocket and like you get to work through so many issues with other moms no 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 no, no. they have a therapy fund (laughs) well we are so my mom says every child needs something to go to therapy over (laughs) yeah I am sure (laughs) I I think you sound pretty amazing I I wouldn't want to be your kid well listening Mm -hmm. to all three of you I mean I love even just listening to your different approaches because as much as we're so close, we don't sit around and talk about how we approach this stuff on yeah. a day-to-day basis. I just know, like, I I know, I do know your intentions. Yeah. But in listening to you, I mean, I feel like there's this, like, little nuggets of things that change your perspective. Like, the way I feel when I'm on my phone. I'm like, I'm physically with my kid. 
And just the littlest things can make you feel like, okay, there's a different way to look at that. There's, I could look at that as I'm not fully present with her 100% of the time, but she's physically in my arms. Yeah. And that's meaningful. <coughs> so I don't know. I just feel like kids understand more too. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah. I, I've told, and, and they'll repeat it back to me. Yeah. And I think they know my intentions. My kids will tell you, I don't want to be on the phone or I don't want to, you know, have a night session. Sometimes I feel like we underestimate what they can hold. Yeah. Yeah. Of understanding. Their capacity of understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So there's no, there's nothing, you can't just get rid of mom guilt. <laughs> There's no, like, prescription. <laughs> Maybe Xanax and wine in a bathtub. Wait, that's Well, not I think if we, it's, a, okay, we can get rid of it as soon as we get an official mom rule book. Which, right. There we go. I don't think that's ever going to come it's out. Not. The rules are going to keep <laughs> changing. Right. So, right. yes, there's, right. there's shoulds where there's a rule book. Don't eat gluten. No, gluten's good. Don't yeah. eat, like, right. keto. Yeah. That's why everything yeah. in the whole world in moderation is great. Yeah. Okay, so... I'll yell at my kids in moderation. <laughs> or yell at them with a Done. smile on your face. Your yeah. husband is going to be like, your volume's going up. It's just like, but well, so the ladies said. I learned a few things last night, babe. <laughs> that we yeah. don't want to be bumper sticker moms. 10% of Jen, so. 10% of Kayla, 40% of Elizabeth. And I am owning this guilt because it means that I care. Okay. <laughs> That's I what mean, I'm saying. But how can I have that 75 bucks for a kid's therapy fund? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Balance. balance. There's our balance. Oh, my gosh. That well, was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming to sit down with us. I mean, I, it's it's just so invaluable to, to get any tool we can. Yeah. Because... I hope uh, it yeah. was helpful. Well, we're I a lot. We know that. So we're sorry. I, my, my willingness of a guess is... Three moms who come here to talk about motherhood and listeners that are tuning in to grow in mother. Like, that's the intention, right? Like, and that's the win. Yeah. Hopefully we, I mean, I, we have, none of us have ever presumed to have it figured out, but it's more like the common shared experience. And like, I just talking to my friends, I learned something. It's so weird. It has to be a little bit like with you and your clients where you're reminding yourself of something and also by sharing, you're still learning. I don't know, but. I've never not parented without an audience. I've had built-in therapists my entire motherhood journey, like talking. It is weird. I feel like mom friends are. No, that's what I'm saying. You guys, you guys have talked me off every ledge. And so that, that's a huge, that's a huge, I don't take that lightly. That is huge. Not everyone can deal with that. A lot of people just suffer quietly alone. Yeah. Well, their mm-hmm. husband works all day and then they come home and they're feeling miserable. Like it can be isolating. It can, it is isolating. It, yeah. It, it always is. But it's having a community is kind of what saves you. Mm-hmm. Well, can we tell our listeners where they like, especially if they're in Nashville and they want to reach out, but what would you recommend in terms of like resource wise? I mean, Therapy wise, um, there's always a lot of people don't know about psychology today. Mm. You can find therapists on there. Um, But in general, too, is looking for whether it's a group to get involved in or even volunteering and building those relationships. I do think the positive in our cultural change is more and more moms are speaking up. 
and saying, you know, it's okay that you're, you parent different than me and you and you and, and we can all support it. And there's no rule book. And if you want it, I'll share with you what I do, but you don't have to, there's more of that. I think finding those communities, right. And for everybody, it's going to be different. It might be Girl Scouts. It might be school volunteering. It might be a hiking group. And so it's hard for me to give one because I yeah. community. Yeah. Usually what I do with clients is we find their niche and go that approach. And I also tell them, look, don't drop your passions. Kids want to follow us and what we love. And so don't be afraid to say, do you know what? We're going to go hiking today because mommy loves that. And go and meet up with those people and and carve out that. I don't know if that answers it. Intentional space is good. Yeah. Like that. So where can we find you? Because we want people to follow you and like you as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our website or we have Instagram. I am self-caring and not always on there. And it's just EHS Nashville. And then we are kind of starting up this whole mind movement, which is about tending your mind like you do your physical health. And so that That's will be huge. coming soon. Gosh, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again. The Hi, My Name is Mom Studio is brought to you by The Yard Sale Store. They have three locations in Middle Tennessee, and you'll always find really cool stuff you didn't even know you needed at 30 to 90% off retail. Check them out at yardsalestore.com and on socials at Yard Sale USA. Your name is Mom.